Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Listen, nothing ultimately offends you or makes you feel bad or causes you any stress or distress unless you label it or contextualize it in such a way that you represent resistance. And that is an enlightened perspective. Enlightenment is not a place. It's not a destination. It's not somewhere you're going to arrive. Enlightenment is ultimately an, a, a framework in which you view the world, that when you view the world in this way, when you hold this context, you go into a state of peace and flow and joy and ease and everything is easier, which doesn't mean that life is suddenly uh, perfect, uh, meaning uh, structurally, right? Life is perfect because you declare it perfect, but there will still be all the unworkable things that you have now. There will still be all the uh, things that are out of balance and, and, and things that you want still will not be here. All of that stuff will still be there. It's just that when you are operating inside of an enlightened framework, you're at peace with the way that things are which is a huge strategic advantage and a major upgrade in your experience of life. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It is your moment to pause, to slow down, and to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. This morning, I was having breakfast with four of my clients who work on Wall Street. And they were here in Beverly Hills going to a conference and we met for breakfast. And the the uh, the conversation I suspect was not like any of the other conversations that were going on in this, um, uh, you know, sort of financial uh, industry group that were, you know, there were all, all at the different tables. The conversation was about being, it was about experiencing. It was about the context that was being held and how that context was creating transformations in the environment and transformations in these people's lives. And the, the conversations were about the quantum leaps as they made jumps from this level of success to that level of success, to this level of connection with their uh, wife or children to that level of connection with their wife or children and just these giant jumps. And ultimately it came down to the context, the perspectives that they had been practicing as they were implementing the rapid enlightenment process in their own life. And the rapid enlightenment process is just four simple things. One, it is seeing the drunk monkey in the unconscious reflexes, which is, is the talking machine in your head, seeing that it is a talking machine. Two, removing its motivation to think, which is to heal the hidden motives to survive. And then three, to embrace enlightened perspectives, which is what we're going to do today. And then four, to recontextualize everything that you experience in your life. Because once you see that the, the talking in your head is not your friend, it's just like a, it's like a information um, disseminator and that there, it has a motive and its motive is why it talks and those, mo and the motive is to survive. And that once you connect with enlightened perspectives, which presume that all is well, well, now you have to recontextualize your entire life. And we'll, we'll get to that in the daily enlightenment. We'll do some, we'll do tons of recontextualization together. But right now we're focused 
on embracing enlightened perspectives. And I've been doing that now. This is the seventh video in a row or seventh daily in enlightenment if you're listening to it on the podcast in a row. And I want to share with you some more enlightened perspectives. Now, these enlightened perspectives, again, they just assume that all is well. They have a presupposition. And on top of that, they, they create the feeling of peace when you connect with them. Now, ultimately, I got to these statements through investigating and pulling in ideas from all these different places, all these different religious, uh, um, you know, practices and different uh, psychology practices and new age philosophies, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I began to wade through them and put them to the test. And the reason that I put them to the test, when I say test, I mean muscle test. Did they strengthen me or did they weaken me to think of this? The reason that I wanted to put them to the test was I found that many of the beliefs of religions still assumed that something was wrong and needed to be fixed. Many of the beliefs of the New Age philosophies had contained within them manipulation and the manipulation was about gaining favor and gaining favor is 100% about survival. And and in psychology, there was this, this assumption that uh, there was something wrong with the human that needed to be fixed. And so with the muscle testing, it's definitive. It either strengthens you or it weakens you. And what I found is the more you align with things that strengthen you, the more at peace you are, the more at peace you are, the more operable you are, the more effective you are, because now you can admit that you're not good at that and you can take on whatever needs to take on in order to become good at it, or you can do things without all the mind chatter, blah, blah, blah. You've heard me talk about it over and over. So here are some enlightened perspectives. One, nothing offends me unless I assign meaning that threatens my perspective. This is an enlightened perspective. So when meaning, it assumes that all is well. And if we muscle test this, if we have you put your arm out and, and you say, nothing offends me unless I assign a meaning that threatens my perspective, you'll see that it strengthens you. If you say, for example, I'm offended, you'll be weakened. It'll weaken you to, to even just say I'm offended will weaken your body, which I find staying away from things that weaken you is effective. Embracing things that strengthens you is unbelievably effective. In other words, I offend myself with my interpretation and I ignorantly blame the other person. This tests strong. I offend myself with my interpretation. So the, the, the situation occurs, I have an interpretation. I then say that my interpretation is what occurred, which is an error, and I'm offended by that, or I'm mad or I'm upset. But really what happened was I created a contextualization that made me mad and upset. And then I am in that moment, I'm too stupid to realize that it was me that said that. I'm the one that, that created the context. I could create any context that I wanted, but I'm choosing a context out of my survival mind. The hidden motives are somehow at play. And now I am feeling bad. I'm offended because of what I said about what occurred, because of what, how I held it in context. Nothing offends me unless I assign a meaning that threatens my perspective. In other words, I offend, I, I offend myself with my interpretation and I ignorantly blame the other person. Number two, 
All things, good, bad, right, and wrong, are the same thing. This test wrong. In other words, the only thing that gives life a quality or a quantifier is my interpretation or my measurement. So life isn't anything. But I am consciousness, and consciousness labels and distinguishes. And it's imperative for me to recognize good, bad, right, wrong. It's all the same thing. It's, it's essentially all interpretation. And everything that I am interpreting is nothing more than the quantum field self-organizing into something. And I am the quantum field self-organizing into something. We're all the same thing, expressing itself with infinite variety. Number three, this one blew my mind. God is impersonal and does not care. Now, I was raised a, a Christian, a Catholic, actually, and uh, that was like, uh, it, it, when I first stumbled upon the, these ideas to test, it absolutely blew my mind I, that this test strong. God is impersonal, test strong. God does not care, test strong. When you test the idea, God cares, it weakens you. Mind blower, it weakens you. The label God implies that it is the source of all things. What is unmanifested potentiality, self-organizing into you and into me and into everything else is not personal. It's everything. It's the entire spectrum. There's no separate thing out there called God. Whatever that is, whatever that creative force is, is what you are. So how would it be offended by what it has created? It'd be like me making a song and then being mad at the song that I created. It's just stupid. It's just not, it's just not real here. God is impersonal and does not care. So if God is impersonal and does not care, how much more empowered and bold can someone like you be? Here's number four. God just is. That test strong. God just is. And then everything else you add after that is your stuff. Everything else you add is the interpretation machine, the distinguishing machine. And none of it is real, and none of it is true, and none of it is false. And it's all just conjecture and blah, 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 blah. Let's go back to this idea. Nothing offends me unless I assign a meaning that threatens my perspective. So if these things that I'm saying offend you, you've assigned a meaning that threatens your perspective. I'm just saying words, blah, 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 blah. Then you're assigning the meaning. My words don't offend. The meaning that you assign offends. Number five, God cannot be offended because there is no such thing as right and wrong this test strong. The background field of energy and information that creates all things is not offended by what it is creating. That test strong. Just like you are not offended by what you create, what you create is what you are. And what God creates is what it is. And you are what God is creating. You are being created. 
And that doesn't make you separate from God. That just means that there's a there's a label that we that we've call God. We've distinguished something, God. All these things that are coming out of my mouth, label, 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 label. There's a label that we have given. And that that label represents the creative force, the, the whatever it is in the background field of energy and information that is self-assembling, self-organizing. Whatever that is, we call God. And whatever that is, you are, I am, everything is. Number six, all actions, attitudes, and beliefs have consequences, and there is no need for me to police them. All attitudes, actions, and beliefs have consequences, and there's no need for me to police them. This tests strong. Degrading thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors have their own consequence. Divine justice is always at play. Let the world be the way that it is. That doesn't mean that you, that you put yourself in a situation to be degraded. And that doesn't mean that you degrade other people. I know who you are. You're a spiritual hooligan. You're someone who is driven to optimize for peace and love and joy and confidence and certainty and, and, and the joie de vivre, right? Just, whoa, just drinking up life. To spend your time lamenting, thinking about, trying to police, trying to make others do stuff that you want, coercing people to follow the rules, blah, blah, blah. I mean, unless that's your job and that's what you do, well, then have at it. But the question is, can you do that job and be at peace? And the answer is probably yes, if you put it in the right context. Now, I know it's confronting these things that I'm talking about, but these are the kinds of dogmatic, unprovable statements that I have dedicated my life to. I've practiced them in my own life to understand the impact and the result. And I will tell you that the results have been profound, profound states of joy and optimism, profound states of peace, peace that I cannot even describe. So now it's your turn. I want you to play with these statements today and I want you to see how it affects your experience. And then I want you to give me a report. I want you to keep me in the loop. Get over there in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group, will you please? And, and, and play with us. We're all talking about this stuff. We're uplifted by your sharing. So do that. Leave me a comment. What's coming through your mind? What is this making you think when I share these these statements with you, what, is it, what does it cause you to conclude, to release, to let go of, to adopt? I want to know. Leave me a comment. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause. Oh, I already said that at the beginning. Look at that. See, I went into like a, I went into like a crazy uh, time warp. Hi, we're back at the beginning of the video. Let's go to the end. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. That's who I am. And I would love for you to like this video. You know the routine, right? You've been watching these things. Like this video. Like it. Share it. Leave a comment. You can subscribe to my channel. I put out a new daily enlightenment on a regular basis. I'm, I've been thinking lately with, with uh, Gabe, my, uh, my amazing video guy, like what are some of the new things that we can bring? Because, you know, we're going to do this for a year like this, and then, I, then it's time to change it up. I said I would do it for a year, and, uh, you know, this is uh, episode 220. So I've been, we're coming up on 365 here pretty soon. Got to start thinking about what we're going to do next. Anyways, I'm rambling and I'm having a blast today. I'm going into Epic Life Live this weekend, so I'm like all pumped up and excited about, you know, 
uh, helping a bunch of people's minds go quiet. Thank you so much for tuning in to this daily enlightenment. <laughs>